All right, everyone. Well, welcome back. I have taken a little bit of a a sabbatical here from Kids These Days podcast this summer, but I'm excited to come back this fall. And we are kicking off with a topic that I think is really important. Um, I think it's a topic that some, uh, some parents struggle to really understand how to help their kid, how to label it effectively. And, and maybe you're a teacher who's out there and listening. And, and sometimes it's really scary to have in your classroom. So today we're going to talk about bullying. I have my student here with me, um, Miss Julia McCullough. I'm so glad that you're back again. I'm happy to be back too. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So as we did the last time, tell us a little bit about you and one fun fact to share with all of our listeners. Okay, so I recently graduated with a bachelor's in psychology this past spring, and I'm now working as a prevention specialist in Dart County, Ohio. Um, And I guess one fun thing about me is that I really enjoy baking. And since um, I graduated, I'm I'm doing a lot more of that baking like cakes and cupcakes and decorating them and kind of experimenting with that whole hobby since I'm out of school now. (laughs) That is such an, um, it would be a very dangerous hobby for me because (laughs) I like to eat cupcakes. That's a problem too. (laughs) I love to bake, but I also love to eat the things I bake. So that could be really kind of scary. So anyway, okay, so we're talking about bullying today, Julia, and I know you've done um, some studying on this, and we really want to just share some um, tidbits with our listeners about, let's start with just what, how do we define bullying? Because I think this is, this is important to start there. Um, Bullying is actually defined as repetitive, aggressive behavior towards another person that includes an imbalance of power. So there are different types of bullying. Um, There's physical bullying, verbal bullying, social relational bullying, and then cyber bullying. And some people get the verbal bullying and the social or relational bullying mixed up. So verbal bullying can be name calling or putting other people down with words. And then the social relational bullying is more of spreading rumors or excluding others. It's a really good definition and a really good explanation of the different types of bullying. And I want to just sort of circle back a little bit because I think it's important to remind folks that peer conflict happens a lot, particularly in upper elementary and middle and high school, right? So peers have conflict sort of all the time. And it's not necessarily bullying unless we have that imbalance of power, right? And so, um, you know, focus on kind of two things, like a major imbalance of power and a repetitive and ongoing intention to harm the other person, either socially or um, physically. So when we get to that level, that's when we start to talk about bullying, when it's an abuse of power, it's ongoing, and there's a clear intention to to harm the other person. And so when you think through that lens, it gives you a better framework for understanding, okay, is this something I should get really worried about? My kid's coming home and they're saying this person is picking on them. 
is this bullying or is this something I need to help them work through in terms of, of peer conflict, right? So, you know, when we talk about bullying, how common really is it for folks to experience bullying? So statistics show that um, about maybe one in four um, kids get bullied. Um, and those, it is hard to determine the statistics really because a lot of bullying cases either go unreported or like you were talking about, some people report bullying like conflict. So it is hard to determine exactly. Yeah, I mean, that number is going to be really hard to know for sure. But, um, you know, one in four is is a fair maybe representation of what we might expect. So let's say, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried about my, my middle schooler or, or my high schooler, and they seem a little more withdrawn, they're saying everything's fine, but I'm, I'm just a little bit, I'm just a little unsure. What are some signs that my kid might be getting bullied at school? There are a lot of different signs that um, can indicate that your child is getting bullied. But it is important to note that if your child is experiencing these um, signs or symptoms, it doesn't mean that they're being bullied. It just means they could be bullied. Um, So some of those include unexplained injuries. They could be getting physically bullied if they have unexplained injuries. Um, Lost or destroyed belongings if a bully is taking things from them or destroying their stuff. Um, frequent physical complaints. Um, and that could be um, because they're actually getting physically bullied and getting hurt or also because they want to stay home from school because they don't want to go and be around their bully. Um, could be changes in eating or their appetite, difficulty sleeping or nightmares, and then also declining grades and avoidance of certain situations. And then low self-esteem or self-destructive behaviors too. Yeah. So these sound like, um, you know, pretty significant changes to maybe typical behavior from your kid. And I think that that's an important reminder too. You know, I have two middle schoolers and we have had our share of (laughs) peer conflict at school and they come home and they share being pretty distraught. You know, there might be tears, there might be sort of yelling and frustration about a friend that, Um, is doing one thing or another. And it's hard as a parent to see your kids struggle. And so I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we can do as parents, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this here in a minute, is to really just be present and listen to, to hear the whole story. And so these signs of, you know, physical injury for sure. And, and if they can't, really give you an explanation for what happened with their arm, or it sounds fishy, you know, sometimes they don't want to tell on their uh, bully because they're afraid of the repercussions of telling on them. And that's very real for our, our kiddos, whether they're, you know, 12 or they're 17, the, the fear can be very real there. And so our job is to believe them and, and to hear them out and then decide whether we are going to advocate with them or for them uh, if they need it. So, you know, let's say um, my kid isn't doing any of those things. And, you know, maybe let's talk about the harder side of this, Julia, that, you know, my kid 
maybe the one who's doing the bullying. Um, why would my kid do that? I mean, my kid is such a good kid. And then the assistant principal calls and they say, my kid's been bullying someone else. I am mortified. I don't know what to do. Why would my kid do that? What are some, some reasons that bullies sort of engage in the behavior they do? There are different reasons why different bullies um, behave the way that they do. One reason is that they may be bullying others so that they feel important um, or popular or like because they want to feel like they're in control of a situation or another person or another group. Um, other kids bully because they've learned bullying behavior from others, um, their peers or um, other family members, siblings. Um, and then also some people bully because they're being bullied themselves. So um, I think it's important to not always um, just punish the bullies because they could be being bullied themselves. Yeah, and I, I know this is so hard uh, as a parent. I mean, I have met parents who have gotten this call. I have, you know, been in conversation with these parents who are really at a loss. Um, they may feel their own level of guilt or shame about this. And, you know, the real thing for us to, as parents is to know that when our kids are acting out this way, it's a moment for us to realize we've got to step in. And we've got to believe their side of the story, but also let them know that this behavior is unacceptable. So what are other things that we can do as parents, um, whether our kid is the one being the bully or the, the, the victim of that bully? What are some things that we can do? Um, like you were saying, keep communication open, encourage them to talk to you, take what they're saying seriously. Um, and listen to them. That's super important. But also, um, you could work with them to create a list of responses for when they're being bullied so that they already know um, how they can respond in those situations and they go into those situations prepared. Um, and you can role play with them. You can um, act out different situations and role play assertiveness. Um, and help them know how to stand up for themselves in those situations. And then also just work on a daily basis to build your child's confidence by complimenting them and encouraging them and focusing on the positive things that they do. I love this suggestion of um, helping them make a list of responses. You know, I think about moments in my own life where I was kind of just starting out in my career and, you know, I didn't know how to behave, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know how to interact with certain um, coworkers in the environment. And there were moments where I was like, I'm not sure what to say. Like, I wish somebody would have told me what to say. And I think about that moment when it wasn't really a stressful it wasn't a super stressful moment for me. Like if I have to face my bully and I'm, you know, 13, I, I wished I would have had that sort of list of things to say or do in my pocket. Yeah. So I love this suggestion. And I love the suggestion of role-playing people who have heard me talk. know I love the power of practice with our kids. Um, and I also want to remind us that 
while we're role-playing, we as the parent should take on the role that our child would take on. So we're modeling the response that we're that we're wanting them to do. So allow your child to uh, role play the role of the bully. And we, as the parent are the ones who are modeling the response. And then after we have uh, had them kind of see it with us doing it first, and maybe even a couple of times where we kind of go through it with them, where they are the bully and we are uh, them in the scenario, that's when they can start to see okay, um, mom really gets it or mom understands where we're coming from. And frankly, sometimes, you know, I do this sort of work in my therapy room with kids and when they play the role of the bully, it also gives us a ton of information about how it actually is going. You know, if they start coming at you aggressively with their fist and even if they're just pretending to hit you, you get the experience that your, your child goes through, right? Like, almost in real time. So um, just a reminder to, to be the, um, the child role instead of the bully role as you are practicing these, these lists of things. So I love that. And I think that is, is absolutely very helpful. And, you know, as you and I were sort of chatting about this, another thing that came to mind is that let's say, you know, your kid isn't um, necessarily a, a victim of, a bully or the bully themselves, they may be a friend of one or the other. And so having intentional conversation with your own child about bullying and, and particularly this abuse of power, this intentional ongoing, often it's aggressive. I mean, whether it's physically aggressive to your point about bruises or, um, you know, unexplainable injuries sort of thing, but it's usually aggressive and they don't have as much remorse about, um, you know, what's happening. Have conversations with your own kids about how they can be an upstander to their friends or call their friends out who are being a bully and, and making sure that our kids are safe when they're doing that. But um, there's real power uh, in breaking that cycle of, of the bully if there is another peer around. So uh, one last thing to to mention there. Um, Julia, was there anything else that you had in your notes that you wanted to share um, before we head off today? Just stressing the fact that bullying is a problem. Um, and it is important to really listen to your kids if they do report, even if it is um, like what we talked about earlier, and it is conflict, they're still going through something. So be there and listen to them and then you can kind of sort that out with them, whether it is bullying or just conflict, and then work on ways that you can solve the problem with them. It's such a good reminder. I mean, I think over and over, we talk about this on the podcast, that it's so much effective listening and so much just being present when your kids are coming to you with, with something that is bothering them. And even if you think, oh my gosh, you're being so dramatic, or oh my gosh, that is not a big deal try to remember what it was like to be 12 or 13 and you're fighting for friendship and you're fighting for popularity. And even if we don't want to admit that our kids are fighting for friendships or popularity, they are, that's the world we live in. They want to be popular and they want to have friends. So small things may feel like a big thing. And so we have to just be sort of ready and prepared for that um, when they want to come chat with us. So 
I appreciate all of the helpful tips that you have shared. And I look forward to the next time you'll be on the podcast. And who knows what we'll talk about then. We'll find yeah. lots of fun things for us to continue talking about. Yeah. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, feel free to follow along. MakeWordsMatterForGood.com, um, MWM with Kids on Facebook. So until next time, thanks for listening, y'all. 